0: hello everyone hello beautiful people beautiful people of god amazing people out there i'm so happy to podcast again (laughs) it's been a while i think about a month now since i did my last podcast on my testimony i hope it blessed and encouraged and you know blessed you amongst everything else you know to know that god is good in every situation many who wonder well, wow, three years how did you stay steadfast and how did you um, not lose faith in God how did you not um, depart from God how did you not feel so alone and everything well um, of course we we need to know that God is good in every situation and although that those times were hard for me because of what I was going through in a way I couldn't let anybody know about it because it was something that was very personal to me but i will never depart from god because he loves he loves me and even in those times it was a way of him you know i believe he was grooming me and he he was with me in those times he was with me i believe that he was with me and he was holding my hand and in the last and now it's become a testimony he has turned my morning into dancing and so God is always kind he's always good he's always there you know we will always have some trials and tribulations in our lives we always have to remember that this is not our home we can't be comfortable completely comfortable here because it is not our home if this was where we were supposed to be there will be no place for hurt there will be no place for pain There will be no place for suffering or or tears, there would only be smiles and comfort and joy and peace. But this is not where we, this is not our final post-up. And so I believe that these trials and tribulations are assurance that, you know, we are not, we are not, you know, here for the, we're not here to stay forever, eternally. Heaven is where we are supposed to be, we're just ambassadors of Christ in this moment. And so, yes, we might not like what we are going through. We might not understand them. But God always gives us a reason to, you know, overcome. Even then, he helps us to overcome. And he gives us testimonies. I love to say this thing. I like to say my life is a living testimony of the goodness of God. Not to sound boastful or anything, but because it is who I have decided to become and who I have decided to be. You know I decided to speak the right words concerning me and recently I heard that sounds you know the mystery of sounds the mystery of your words the mystery of you know speaking right about yourself many times we don't know that our words carry power we are we, we choose to believe that we are nobodies and we don't carry have any effective change in our lives which is nothing but a lie you have a great answers you have so much you know your words carry power and so you can choose to speak the right words concerning yourself every day, irrespective of how you feel. Irrespective of what you feel you're struggling with, choose to say the right words. One thing I shared last time when I said I was going through what I was going through, it was super hard. Don't be, um, don't be, um, where's the word? Don't be fooled. It was super hard. I shed a lot of tears. I cried and I would... I cried and I would um, weep. It pain, utmost pain, as to why I was going through what I was going through. There were times when I lost hope. There were times I struggled with a lot of things in my life. And if I speak on these things right now, <laughs> this um, podcast will be so long. But I will definitely have an opportunity to share deeply on some of the things, just to encourage you and to let you know that, you know, we are we are overcomers. I've struggled with depression, I've struggled with pain, I've struggled with everything that ever came to my head in those moments were not good good things. I would think the worst about myself and it was diminishing my self-esteem, it was diminishing who I was. I was struggling with this but I didn't know how to overcome it. And I also struggled with serious, um, as I said, what I struggled with in the last podcast. I struggled with um, anxiety and all sorts of things. But now it's a testimony. Now I can boldly say that I have overcome it, not by my own power, my mind, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And yes, we might not always feel so happy or content with ourselves, but we choose to see the way, choose to see ourselves in the eyes of God. We choose to speak the right words concerning ourselves. And one of the things I said I did during those times I spoke words. I listened to a pastor, a pastor, of mine Pastor Chris and I told you I listened to his um one of his um audios that's just dealt with just speaking the right words concerning yourself. And many times when I and it was quite long, but many times it was actually quite long. And many times when I um couldn't say those words, all I could say was Amen. Amen. I was saying Amen to those words that was you know said concerning yourself, you know concerning who you are you know i'll just say amen i am strong i am a burning and a shining light you know he'll just speak words like that and i will just listen to them and i will receive it in my heart and my spirit man. and of course you will not see an immediate it might look like what is going on you know but keep believing keep believing a life as believers is a one of faith, one of believing in Christ, one of holding steadfastly to his word. It's not one of, um, I don't know what word what, what to use, you know, the snap of your finger. Every single disciple of Christ, you know, if they shared their personal, you know, trials, it wasn't one of ease, but you know, you see their lives and you say, oh, they lived a blessed life. You know, now you can read what they had done for Christ in the Bible when you are in awe. How did they hold on steadfastly? How did they keep doing this? How did they believe and everything? But I believe most. I believe completely that it was not by their power of mind, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, many things we do as believers, holding steadfastly, being able to overcome some certain things, is not because we are different from other people. Or we just have some we, we have of course we are different because we have the Holy Spirit living in us and we have received salvation but it's not because we are better than other people but because of who we are in Christ because we have the Holy Spirit and he's supposed to he's guiding us he teaches us he guides us he convicts us of the wrong things many things we let go of many things we are able to overcome and now a testimony is because we choose we choose to believe in god we choose chose oh, i'm sorry <laughs> we chose to believe in god we chose to hold steadfastly to his word we chose to see the light in the darkness we chose to um meditate on the word and speak the words to ourselves we chose to Believe that the Holy Spirit would guide us out of that situation, and He helped us out. And many times because we are His children, and when we are His children, we have no choice but to let go of the things that are not of Him. Because the Holy Spirit would, would intentionally let us let go of things. I don't know if I shared this before, but I talked about where I um, used to listen to worldly songs a lot of times. I even struggled with listening to gospel songs at one point of my life you know but now it's 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 just how it's just how it's a miracle as to how the holy spirit literally pushed he literally put me in a place of loving like literally being in love with christian songs i have no i have no interest in the songs that are most of the songs that i used to listen to before are still on my phone they have refused to delete i don't know if it's because of the sd card or what issue but i've not found myself going back there and finding myself Being wanted to be enraptured in that, rather, I find myself in love every single day with the songs I Christian songs I have on my phone, and I never get tired of them. Instead, I have I always feel the presence of God when I listen to them. I'm always jumping, dancing, screaming, singing. It's amazing how where I was before and where I am now. So, it's just by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I'm so glad. Um, that God is working on in His children, you know, he keeps walking in us He keeps guiding us and he keeps leading us in the right path that because that is the father that he is He's a God of kindness. He's a God of joy. He's a God of his children. And he would always come true for us He will give us the opportunity to overcome. So whatever it may be going you might be going through, Hold steadfastly to God Don't let go of his hand there is no other person that can give you the victory but Jesus but the Holy Spirit nothing else don't listen to the lies that tell you that God doesn't love you and if he loved you you won't be here and if he loved you you would be able to overcome you'll be will have been um, um like magically out of the situation but believe that you know he's working in you even in those moments He's giving you a testimony. And choose to always speak the right words concerning yourself every time. Whatever your mind wants to tell you concerning yourself, change it with the word of God. Speak what the word says concerning you. It carries power. I think it's the reason why I believe I read in the Bible, and it's in the Bible that your words carry power. And so when I, when I, when I read that scripture, it's always been something that I say, even when I pray and I'm speaking words, I say my words carry power. And so I speak these words because I'm making effective change. Just keep speaking. Don't stop talking it. (laughs) Keep believing in the Lord and he will give you the testimony that your heart desires. And, um, before we go into what I want to share, um, just want to tell you that what we do as believers, preaching the gospel, is not to come out as somewhat um, extraordinary and perfect, better than every other person on this earth. But we are literally living in truth and we are literally believing and holding steadfastly to God every day. We are still growing. I am still growing. We are all still growing. look at the biggest person biggest preacher and have in your mind that he's also a human being like you and that's why we continuously pray for every believer in Christ we continuously speak words for them and pray for sinners and unbelievers and unbelievers as well but remember to pray for Christians all around the world because you can never say this person is beyond making mistakes everybody is bound to make mistakes and is bound to learn. So let us continue praying. Let us continue speaking the word. Let us continue talking about the gospel of Christ. Let us continue having the relationship and intimacy with God. Continuously believing. Even when it feels like He's silent, He's there. He's with you. He's watching you and He's guiding you. And God is for you. So we are not all perfect. We are not perfect. We are still growing. We still make many mistakes. We still learn. We are still trying to be better for Christ. And we we can never be made perfect by our own abilities. But we are made perfect through Christ. So it is God that makes us perfect. He's building that perfection in us. So every day is a day to learn. Every day is a day to, to be guided by the Holy Spirit. So, um, this message, this podcast might be a bit longer than the ones I have made before. And I'm saying sorry in advance if I get emotional as I share. Um, so, I want to share about the love of God. I felt so strongly to share today. Um, I went through stuff online and then I just I just wanted to share my podcast session. I'm so sorry that this podcast doesn't come up every. Not mm, every week or sometimes it comes up once in a while but believe me um i'm trying to you know not just focus on the fact that oh i'm sharing a podcast i want to be popular but more like um i'm being led to speak on certain things and i have a stronger feeling to share this so i'm trying to you know do that and i hope you understand what i mean i'm trying to share as I am led to or share as I am drawn to you know so um today I'll be sharing on the love of God the love of God (laughs) that is a very powerful word the love of God God's love I don't think we know many of us know how big how mighty the love of God is for us I don't think we can ever fathom how much it is for us how wholesome but we can only believe and imagine, you know, as much as it gives us to know. But the love of God, wow, it's it's amazing. And I think this is a very underrated message. You know, people don't really talk much about it or they do. They don't, people don't really listen to it or believe it or, you know. I think people think when someone says God loves you, it's just to make you feel better. You know, people believe it's just to make you feel like, oh, okay, God loves me. Okay so what do i do after this word you know just feel like oh okay he loves me but where am i where am i right now or oh the church always says god loves us the church of christ always says god loves us. oh yeah. no god loves you believe it believe it because every word that comes out of the mouth every word that you know proceeds out of the word of god is not in vain If God says he loves you, he loves you. And so I'll be sharing some scriptures. And um, I just want us to just speak on these scriptures. And really just think about them when we are done. When I'm done with this podcast. Just go back to it and really ask yourself. Did I ever think, you know, in this light concerning the love of God so i'll be sharing first corinthians um 13 verse four to seven um, okay so i just feel like i should let's just pray, say a word of prayer before we go into this okay father God, us thank you for the opportunity to come in your presence to learn more about who you are i pray that every person that listens to this grabs whatever they are supposed to grab from this message and it blesses and impacts their heart as they listen. Father, I thank you that each and every person that hears this will know and come to know about your love in for them. I pray that they will come to know that this love is not just for mere sayings or just mere... mere um, May patting on the back or stuff like that but it's real your love is real your love is for them your love encompasses their hearts their mind their mind their, their being and that you really really love them for who they are i pray that they will come to know your love they will come to have encounters of your love and they will feel your love even as they listen the way you want them to feel it in the name of jesus Amen. okay so i'll just be sharing first corinthians 13 Verse 47. If you have a Bible, we could just open up to that scripture so that we could read through it. I'll be using the um, New Living Translation, that's the NLT version of the Bible. Okay, so it says, Okay, verse 4 says, Love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude it does not demand its own way it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged it does not rejoice after about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out love never gives up love never loses faith it is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance so um if we have read the scripture i believe we know all know that oh this is it means of how we are supposed to show love to every person around us because the bible says this is what love is but have you come to think that this is how god loves you have you come to think that maybe this love is for you you know he is not he's patient with you he's kind he's not he's not in a place where he, um, he's envies you or he's against you. He's not irritable to you. He doesn't keep any record of you being making a mistake or being wronged. He does not rejoice in your injustice, but he rejoices when the truth wins. That is when you do the right thing. When you decide to, you know, stand up for the truth. Sign up for the right thing. He he rejoices. He's happy with you. He he he's he's glad about that. Um, love never gives up. He has never given up on you. He still loves you. He still loves. He you, calls you his beloved. He still says you are my child and I'm your father. Irrespective of the mistakes you have made, he says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So he still holds you in his bosom, and he, he never loses faith in you. He never loses faith. It's like when a child is trying to walk, you know, the child is already losing faith, you know, and even when a child is trying to learn, you know, to go through school, you know, the first time they go to school, they are crying, they are sad, they don't want to go to school, they don't want to leave the family, they don't know where they're going to go into. But the parents believe that this place is for them and the parents keep encouraging them even as they are making mistakes, as they are reading, as they are making mistakes in their test in their assignments the parents still guides them and teaches them as I said even when a child is walking you make mistakes you fall you get up again you fall you know if not for the parents that keep encouraging the child and keeps you know angling the child on to move the child might not move you No, know? but because of that encouragement because of that love the child doesn't lose faith so God never loses faith in you In in irrespective of your mistakes, what you struggle with, he's still encouraging you. He's still giving you words. He's still sending messages to you to bring hope and light to your heart. He's still telling you you're my child. He still gives you his word, the word of God to guide you and to teach you. And so why would he hate you? Why would he lose faith in you? Don't ever think that God has lost faith in you. The father that loves you more than you love yourself cannot lose faith in you. So he's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I mean, he, um, he doesn't lose hope in you. And in every circumstance, as you endure, he, he's guiding you. I mean, I might not be saying it word for word as it's written here, but I want you to see in the sense that this is how God is for you. And of course, this is the love we're supposed to show to, to ourselves and to the people around us loving our neighbors as ourselves you know not being jealous to others not being envious, looking at ourselves and hating ourselves you know we are envious of another person you know we are supposed to love ourselves first because that's the only way we can love one another but um, we, we are supposed to show you know love ourselves in the way that God loves us You know, we are supposed to accept that he loves us so that we can show love a person that is hurt can only bring forth hurt but when you you you're filled with love you can only bring forth love you can only spring out love but i just want you to understand that maybe this is how god sees us too he loves us he carries us in his bosom and he calls us his own he says you're my child and i and i um i love who you are for me i'm encouraged by you i'm sorry rather i'm encouraging you I'm guiding you in the right path. Don't feel um, don't feel dismayed, don't feel anxious, don't feel like you are not you're not loved, you're my beloved. You know, I think it's so amazing how God can see us in this sense, you know. He He, he just literally is in love with the person He has made us to be and he doesn't judge us. doesn't condemn us he doesn't say "Um, because you have made this mistake depart from me even when our parents forsake us uh, our people we thought should love us betray us God is still there even when we decide to you know forget him for a while and go into other things God is still there that is I don't think we can ever really understand that amazing love the love that goes beyond you know what you do counts you know you know some people say if you if you buy this for me I buy this for me I will love you or I love you because you do this for me but God just loves us I mean he loves us as his creations and he doesn't say do this for me to love you for this love to count anything you have to understand that anything we are doing you know, as believers is not to end the love of God because we can never truly end his love apart from the fact that there is nothing we can actually give to end the love of God but there's the, the fact that the love of God is already there it can never be taken away from us never be taken away from us and I will read other scriptures so we can get to see this never literally be taken away from us so if anybody tells you, God does not love you, look at what you've done. He hates you. That is a lie. God can never hate you. Never. He can never look at you in hate. Of course, he can discipline you and in discipline you in love in the sense of teaching you his word so that you can grow. You know, you go to stuff and he's grooming you, training you, grooming you in love. You know, he's working on you, but he cannot hate you he cannot say i hate you god is a god of love he's a god of light he only brings light he didn't jesus didn't come to die for the righteous but he came to die for the sinners and sinners and so god cannot hate you never in his in in the bible was it record, recorded that god said i hate you believe there's any place in the bible that says god says said i hate this person and everything i've learned to see is everything i've seen you know most times what i've seen especially in the old testament many times it's whatever he does he does in, in an act of discipline it's never from a place of hating but more of a place of discipline and you know um of guiding and discipline so um there's a much more deeper meaning to that or like just sharing generally God can never hate any of his children so I'll just share other scriptures Um, still reading from the New Living Translation 1 John 4 John 4 verse 18 Here it says such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear if we are afraid it's fearful is it is for fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love we love each other because he loved us first so from this scripture you can see that there is no fear in love There is literally no fear in love. There is no fear in the love of God. And when I we're afraid, it's place of um, fear for a point for like when you're afraid of a punishment is coming because you don't do this. I'll explain broadly from like an experience I've had one time, and I just thank God in even when I was struggling with that, He still assured me through many means that. I still like you can literally not do anything that will make me depart you from the love of God. So then I would sometimes, you know, when you when you, when you when you when one struggles with within the word or doing something that they are supposed to be doing, you know, or listening to the word of God or listen to a message, and you feel so like God hates me not more as his um there's a punishment coming or something happens and you feel like oh this punishment is justified i deserve it because i didn't do this and god is and god probably was angry with me so he made sure that i struck i had this punishment and i will not lie that one time i felt like that you know and i listened i was on a group chat where we were on a zoom meeting and people were sharing too how they would go through things they would depart from God and do some certain things and then later on when something happens, they will believe that that was their punishment for what they did so it was' be like God is punishing them from departing from him so that was his punishment. <laughs> so the person that was um, hosting that message was talking about you know God's love. so he was like when we feel this way, we should understand that that is not God. God cannot punish us, like that is just a, a way of you know, we are feeling guilt stripped, we feel guilty of what we've done, and so we think we deserve a punishment for what we've done. There's a place of godly sorrow, yes. When we make mistakes and we feel sorrowful towards them, that is also the Holy Spirit guiding us back into the place of where we're supposed to be. So when we feel Godly sorrow, we feel like we're departing, we are supposed to be guided back. But not when something bad happens to us and we think, oh, that is God's punishment for us. No! If, if you love your child and they make a mistake, would you want... Would you... Um, they make a mistake and something happens to them would you be happy something happens to them that hurts them would you be happy if that thing happened to them because they made a mistake with you or your child sh- your child shouted at you said some some words to you they shouldn't have said and they left in anger and of course you are hurt i'm just giving this as an example would you be happy if um, something bad happened to that child because you feel they deserved what they got of course you won't be happy when the child comes, you will feel sorrow towards the child. You will feel pay, you you will feel hurt. You will want to hold that child. You want to comfort that child, especially if the child is in tears. Of course, you won't say good for you. This is what this is your your karma for what you did to me this morning. I mean, I believe that all oh, parents. Some parents, many parents, will not want that. You know, will not speak in that manner to their child, even to your friends, to your loved ones that you dearly love. You won't be happy if something horrible happened to them. Instead, you will hold them when they come to you. And when you see them in tears, you will sit beside them and you will comfort them. You won't say good for you, but rather you say, it's okay. I know this hurts you, but it's okay. Don't feel like this. And if they say, oh, but this is my punishment for what I did, you will instantly like shun them and tell them that's not true. So why do we think God is different? Or, I mean, if we can love each other like that, we can love our friends, our family like that, why do we think that God can not love us like that? God loves us so much more than that. Much, much more than that. So he's not a God of you know punishing you for mistakes you have done. I mean, if he says there's no condemnation, why would he go and punish you? Whatever people are going through is because of the choices they have made. But God is still so merciful that he brings them out of those, mi- those mistakes they have made. He still brings them to himself and he still convicts them of those mistakes so that they can, when they feel sorrowful towards them, it's not him punishing them so that they can know that this is wrong and I need to come back to the right path. So he doesn't punish you in a place of making something bad happen to you. He's not a God of that. He can never do that to you never the bible tells us that every time and his word says that and if you want so much assurance about this speak to him he's a god of complete and utter love so he cannot punish you for mistakes you think you are you have made and your punishment is is valid no that's not of god so that's what the scripture is saying there is no fear perfect love expels fear so when we are afraid, it's not of God, because God is love. God is a God of love. So when we are, we feel like, oh, we are afraid of what we have done, and we are expecting a punishment, as I said, it's not of God. God is love. So God is a God of complete and utter love, and like He does not condemn you irrespective of what you have ever done in this, your, in this your life and what mistakes you are going to do because he knows the hairs on your head he knows you before you know yourself and he knows what mistakes you are going to make so if he knows all these things about you why would he come and of course he cannot hate you it gives him more time and more room to show more love to you so that you can overcome those things in his love so he's not a god of hate Condemnation or punishing you, but he's of discipline, of course, in love, and He's a God of love. God is love. So I'll be reading um, another scripture, Romans eight, verse thirty-five. Um, this scripture says, uh, "Stew the New Living Translation version." Romans eight, thirty-five. Can anything ever separate us from the, from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death? As the scripture says, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victories are ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation, nothing in all creation, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our love, our Lord. Wow. Mind blowing. I don't know if I'm just the one like feeling this mind-blowing stuff from the scripture like it is utterly amazing amazing and I believe this is why we we are encouraged to read the Word of God so that we can know more of this not just to feel like we have checklisted everything but more of like Really like knowing these things for ourselves, so that we can find this hope and this um core and confidence in this love, you know. So I'm really happy that I'm able to read the scriptures and share this with you. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Like this scripture is so self-explanatory, don't you think? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Like literally nothing. had whatever we do tomorrow heaven hell angels demons nothing can separate us from the the love of god nothing nothing that is revealed in christ jesus i mean it says for your sake we are killed every day we are being slaughtered like sheep no despite all these things overwhelming victories are as true christ who loved us how beautiful so when we think our troubles is 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 separating us from the love of god or god doesn't love us when we go through certain things and we're saying god's love is not here if his love is here why am i going through this god doesn't love me if he loved me why would i be here why why would this situation be happening to me god doesn't love me that is you feeling like you're separated from the love of god we've all reached that place in our lives we've all gotten to a place in our lives where we feel like where is this love is god really love does god really care for me does he see me does he hear me does he know me does he really see me am i just a nobody i've come to tell you that god sees you every day he's in awe of you he's in he loves you if there's a better way to say that i would have said it but he loves you utterly incredibly and so beautifully and your troubles don't mean that God is not there. He's even in the midst of the of the storm. He's always in the midst. You know, in the midst of the storm, He calmed the storm, and so He's calming whatever it is you're going through. He's laying His mighty right hand and putting peace in your heart. And he, as the Scripture said, "No, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us." You have an overwhelming victory right now. He's giving you the victory. And so God is in your midst. He's always there. In your waking, in your sleeping, in your slumbering, in everything you do, He is there with you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from Him. Everything we do for Christ, everything we do for the gospel of Christ is because we love Him. And everything He does for us is because He loves us. Not because we have ended it in a certain way than other people. But because he loves us even as much as he loves the next person. But he's blessing us with this because sometimes that is the set time for that thing to happen for many people. And so that is the set time. And when it happens, there is something that is supposed to follow. And so that is when the blessing comes. And many times, because he just loves us, he gives us his blessings and miracles and testimonies. And it gives us the grace to overcome. So when beautiful things happen to you, it's not because you somewhat did something to earn it. But because God decided to. Because, but because God loves you. God loves you. And so you, he says you deserve it. You can't earn his love. You don't need to do anything to earn his love. Because he's already there. That's the point. You can't. Any because it's there, there is nothing you can do to say I'm earning the love of God. Can money earn his love? No, can being good to others earn his love? No, can hating earn his love? No, can literally what can you actually do? Nothing but he just loves you. There is nothing you can say or do or try and do that can make him love you any less. And that is why the salvation is preached every day. That is why he says love. Because he is love. And love is the only way to conquer hate. Doing good in the midst of evil is the only way to bring forth love and bring forth, you know, revival. Hate cannot conquer hate. Envy cannot conquer um, hate. Only love can. And so... What we need to show in our society, what we need to show in our world is love. We need to show love. Just love. We need to be nice. We can caution in love. Everything we should do should be in love. If we're preaching the gospel, we should do it in love. We shouldn't do it from a place of disgust or irritation or eh. Let me just preach this. Let me just say this. I mean, you're angry with the person, and you're just like, we need to be united. I think it's important that we also pray for the unity of the of the church too. I just needed to say that out now. Unity of the church. Unity, united in 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 our we have sem- several perspectives we we have several things we believe in you know as believers we we, we don't follow this we don't follow, we need to unite in love we need to unite together to to be able to 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 be who god has called us to be as a church his presence is always with us and so nothing can separate us from his love nothing can separate us from his love So if you ever had a doubt in your heart, know that that is not of God. And if you feel, oh, God loves me, so, um, well, I can't keep sinning then. <laughs> that is totally and outrightly very wrong. Apart from being loved, we need to show that we love Him too. We need to make Him proud. We need to be good you need we need to follow his word not just because we have we, we gain eternal life or you know but because it's even good for us this world is not our home many things we 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 tend to find joy and we tend to want to do more than you know other things it's not good for us it's, they are fleshy desires yes but then when we think about it it's not even good for our souls It's not good for our spirit, man. So when we decide to abide in God and abide in the right things, we see that we make progress. We see that there's a light in us. We see that we are joyful. I mean, as I said, when I listen to Christian songs, I'm always joyful. I'm ablaze. I am happy because it brings joy. There is great joy in the presence of God. And it is good for your soul, it is good for your spirit man, to always abide in joy. When we speak the words, when we read the word, there is a renewal in our heart. Our spirit, our, the power of our, our mind is like literally um, following suit as to what we are reading. There is a contentment, a satisfaction and you know, joy and then peace in our hearts concerning the word. And so are we doing that for God? We're doing it for ourselves. When we listen to messages that enrapture us and keep us at peace and, you know, keep us knowing the word. We're not doing that because, oh, we have checked everything and God is happy with this. No, because we're doing it for ourselves. There is something it's doing to us. There's so many things we feel somewhat happy to be in. They're not really for our our souls. They're not really for us. But they are fleshy desires. Many mistakes we make are the fleshy desires, but we can control those desires by the power and the help of the Holy Spirit. We are not the first. Jesus Jesus was tempted, but he overcame. Many disciples were tempted. Many of our our, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ are going through diverse things. But they're able to overcome. So, it doesn't matter how little the temptation is. It doesn't matter how little it may be. But, like, let's always try to, you know, overcome them by the help of the Holy Spirit. Let's listen to him. Let's not desire to do something else and, you know, leave the other one. But, like, actually truly desire to be where he wants us to be. We're reading um, Ephesians three eighteen to nineteen, New Living transition Ephesians three verse eighteen to nineteen, chapter three verse eighteen to nineteen. Um, says, and may you have the power to understand or as all God's people should. How wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May you experience love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Wow. This, this is amazing. I literally said something about not completely understanding this love, but I don't know if I said that. But like when I read this, it just says, though it is too great to understand fully. We can never really understand um how much god loves us but it says may you know how high how long how deep His love for you is may you experience the love of christ though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from god this is profound and i'm from this i will share an experience i've had recently just some few days back as i listened to um, a song i love li- I, literally when i i listen to gospel songs i can stay listening to it for hours and i don't get tired i just think that <laughs> this is who i'm becoming and i just thank god for that i think that's just amazing so i can spend my whole so several hours just enrapturing myself listening to them singing to them dancing jumping Brain, in tongues and you know just being there and i can stay there for three hours two hours and literally not getting tired if i play a song right now i don't think i can stay just for 20 minutes i said maybe i'm called to do something i i spend more than that just just listening to songs christian songs i think that that is what we need that is what we need for our hearts it brings joy it brings it brings Apart from that, you are you are hearing the word, you are knowing who God is for you, and the the songs give you peace. You know, tells you who God is for you. So as I said, I I was listening to a particular song. I've always had the song on my phone, but like for some reason, as I listened to that particular song, it's it's called "Good and Loved" by Travis Green, ft. um feet um that's F E A T Stephanie. Great singer fit I think means along with Stephanie Gretzinger. I don't know if you know Stephanie Gretzinger. She's an amazing woman of Christ, you know, as as well as Travis Green. So um, that song was amazing, it was beautiful, and I always knew it was beautiful. But as I listened to that song, I, as I kept singing and singing, I could literally feel that love. I don't know how, but I was feeling it so deeply. I could feel it and I couldn't contain it I was almost moved to tears but I was screaming I kept screaming and screaming and screaming and I, I fell to my knees the love was so much I could feel it the song just keeps talking about I am good you are loved I am good you are loved it just keep saying that God loves you you are good you are loved and it, you know, apart from that it keeps speaking words like the song is amazing I, I believe I definitely recommend I was in utter bliss I could feel it even in that moment I could feel it and I couldn't contain it it was amazing it was absolutely amazing my goodness we do not know that God loves us so deeply he loves us oh, and how wrong it is to run away from him and To depart from Him and find joy in something, you know, find ourselves saying, Oh, I'd rather be this than be a believer or to know God. No. God loves you. Why not accept this love He has for you? Why not accept this love? Why not accept this love? Why not hold it in your hands and say, I accept this love and I choose to, to walk in this love i choose to be with you i choose to hold your hand i choose to run to you he's the only he's the only father he's the only one that would 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 literally consume us in a hug when we run to him he doesn't push us aside he doesn't say depart from me he loves us completely and so it was just amazing how much i felt as i listened to that song it was completely amazing like I don't have the words to explain how amazing that feeling was, but it was beautiful and I, can't, I just tried to explain it the way I think because, yeah, it was definitely a, a very amazing experience. Um, I'll just be sharing the last scripture. I'm so sorry if this is quite long, I've never done something as long as this, but I just feel like I need to explain this completely, very well, say it as it should be said. So that um, we can completely understand this And I know that this word is for as many people As as many as you are That listening to it I know that this word is for you Because I know I know that as I have been there to say this It wasn't just for granted So I know it's for you So I'm reading 1 John 3 verse 1 New Living Translation 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 See how very much our father loves us For he calls us his children And that is what we are But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. So, um, yes, you already God's children. This is is our father's love. He says we are his children. And as he said, people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. It's not that God doesn't love them. They just don't know that he loves them. Imagine how deep that is. It's not that God doesn't love them, they just don't know that he loves them. So, how can they know they are God's children if they don't know him? How can they know God's love for them if they don't know him? It's not that he doesn't love those ones, but they don't know they don't know that he loves them. They don't know him, so they cannot accept that love. They cannot literally know that God loves them. So it's never that they are not his children. It's just that they don't know him. And if we don't know somebody, it's like somebody telling you, Oh, this person is an amazing person. Ah, I've been with this person. This person is this one. This person gave me this money. Of course, you'd be like, eh, really? But (laughs) I'm sorry if I'm using my 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 dialect in my country. So really? You mean you mean that? But of course. You will never know that for yourself. It's just a hearsay kind of. But until you really get to meet the person and talk with the person and the person does exactly what he did for the next person and you're like I'm amazed. This person is truly a good person. He gave me this too. He showed me this too. He's he's an amazing person as you said. So that's the only way one can get to know when you really come you want to know when you really decide to sit beside you know when you really decide to want to know your father you seek him you will get to know him but if you're fine with hearsays then it's nobody's fault if you don't know the love of God if you're fine with um, just listening to messages but not really wanting to be in his presence or truly asking him you know truly speaking with him praying to him reading the word then it's nobody's fault if you don't know him you don't know this love he has for you it's more or less your fault because God will always love you but it's not his fault if you don't know that he loves you because his word says that he literally says that every day so it's until you seek him That you will get to know all these things and more. That you will get to have encounters with him and more. Until you truly want to be in his presence, that is when you will grow. But if you're fine with hearsays, hearing it from this person and hearing it from that person, it's nobody's fault. It's not God's fault. We We need to know that sometimes the choices people make is the reason why they are where they are. And God in his message is always able to help us overcome those things and help his children. Because he loves us. And so it's not his fault when something happens. But you have to understand that you need to trust him. To trust him you need to say this love is for me i choose to live in this love i choose to believe in this love i choose to trust my father i choose to trust that he loves me and that way he will know greatly abundantly you have encounters that's how we grow we believe and then we receive. We choose to believe. I mean, if we are able to believe in other things, why can't we believe in the love of God for us? Why can't we? And so I'm so sure that this was um <laughs> a long one for many of you that have stayed to the end. And I I thank you for that. I thank God for h- how much He has opened your heart to receive. And um, I might never do something as long as this again, but I hope this blesses you, as I always say, and and speaks to your heart. And even as you read the word, even for me, I believe I was blessed. I was completely blessed. So um, I hope it also has been a blessing to stay till the end of this podcast for you. And I pray that he continuously gives you encounters of his love and you continuously grow in his love. I love you as a brothers and sisters in Christ. As whoever you may be, I choose to love you. I choose to say I love you. And I pray that you know that your God loves you every day. And I pray that many of you that haven't received him, truly receive him and truly really like accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior and learn to grow in the beauty of His ways and His wisdom and His knowledge in His Word. God continuously bless you, guide you, give you peace, give you joy, give you everything that He, that he desires to put in your heart and put in your life and that of your family. May He continue to be for you and never against you. May you continue to be who He has called you to be, living your purpose in Christ. Have a wonderful day, week, and various whatever ahead. I, I wish you and I pray for you that you continue to grow in the knowledge of Christ always. And let's keep praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ, let's keep praying for the church. It's important. Until the next podcast, bye! Hello, everyone. Hello, beautiful people. Beautiful people of God. Amazing people out there. I'm so happy to podcast again it's been a while i think about a month now since i did my last podcast on my testimony i hope it blessed and encouraged and you know blessed you amongst everything else you know to know that god is good in every situation many will wonder well three years how did you stay steadfast and how did you um not lose faith in god how did you not um depart from god how did you not feel so alone and everything well um of course we we need to know that god is good in every situation and although that those times were hard for me because of what i was going through in a way i couldn't let anybody know about it because it was something that was very personal to me but i will never depart from god because he loves he loves me And even in those times, it was a way of him, you know, I believe he was grooming me and he was with me in those times. He was with me. I believe that he was with me and he was holding my hand. And in the last, and now it's become a testimony, he has turned my mourning into dancing. And so God is always kind. He's always good. He's always there, you know. We will always have some trials and tribulations in our lives we always have to remember that this is not our home we can't be comfortable completely comfortable here because it is not our home if this was where we were supposed to be there would be no place for hurt there will be no place for pain there will be no place for suffering or, or tears there would only be smiles and comfort and joy and peace but this is not where we. This is not our final boost up, and so I believe that these trials and tribulations are assurance that you know. We are not. We are not. You know, here for the. We're not here to stay forever, eternally. Heaven is where we are supposed to be. We're just ambassadors of Christ in this moment, and so yes, we might not like what we are going through. We might not understand them, but God always gives us a, a reason to you know overcome. Even then, he helps us to overcome, and he gives us testimonies. I love to say this thing, and I like to say my life is a living testimony of the goodness of God. Not to sound boastful or anything, but because it is who I have decided to become and who I have decided to be. You know, I've decided to speak the right words concerning me. And recently, I heard that sounds, you know, the mystery of sounds, the mystery of your words, the mystery of, you know, speaking right about yourself many times we don't know that our words carry power we are we we choose to believe that we are nobodies and we don't carry have any effective change in our lives which is nothing but a lie you have a great answer, you have so much you know your words carry power and so you can choose to speak the right words concerning yourself every day irrespective of how you feel Irrespective of what you feel you're struggling with, choose to say the right words. One thing I shared last time when I said I was going through what I was going through. It was super hard. Don't be, um, don't be, um, where's the word? Don't be fooled. It was super hard. I shed a lot of tears. I cried and I would, I cried and I would um, weep It's pain utmost pain as to why I was going through what I was going through. There were times when I lost hope. There were times I struggled with a lot of things in my life. And if I speak on these things right now, this um, podcast will be so long, but I would definitely have an opportunity to share deeply on some of the things just to encourage you and to let you know that, you know, we are, we are overcomers. I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with pain. I've struggled with everything that ever came to my head. In those moments where not good good things I would think the worst about myself and it was diminishing my self-esteem it was diminishing who I was I was struggling with this but I didn't know how to overcome it and I also struggled with serious um, as I said what I struggled with in the last podcast I struggled with some um, anxiety and all sorts of things but now it's a testimony now I can boldly say that I have overcome it not by my own power my mind but by the power of the Holy Spirit and yes, we might not always feel so happy or content with ourselves, but we choose to see the way. Choose to see ourselves in the eyes of God. We choose to speak the right words concerning ourselves. And one of the things I said I did during those times is I spoke words. I listened to a pastor, a pastor of mine, Pastor Chris, and I told you I listened to his um, one of his um, audios that's just dealt with just speaking the right words concerning yourself. And many times when i and it was quite long but many times it was actually quite long and many times when i um couldn't say those words all i could say was amen amen i was saying amen to those words that was you know said concerning yourself you know concerning who you are you know i'll just say amen i am strong I am a burning and a shining light. You know, he'll just speak words like that. And I will just listen to them and I will receive it in my heart and my spirit, man. And of course, you will not see an immediate, it might look like what is going on, you know. But keep believing, keep believing. A life as believers is a one of faith, one of believing in Christ, one of holding steadfastly to his word. It's not one of... um. I don't know what 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 to use, you know, and the snap of your finger. Every single disciple of Christ, you know, if they share their personal, you know, trials, it wasn't one of ease. But you know, you see their lives, and you say, oh, they lived a blessed life, you know. Now you can read what they had done for Christ in the Bible, and you are in awe. How did they hold on steadfastly? How did they keep doing this? How did they believe and everything? But I believe most I believe completely that it was not by their power of mind but by the power of the Holy Spirit you know many things we do as believers holding steadfastly being able to overcome some certain things is not because we are different from other people or we just have some we, we have of course we are different because we have the Holy Spirit living in us and we have received salvation but it's not because we are better than other people but because of who we are in Christ because we have the Holy Spirit and he's supposed to he's guiding us he teaches us he guides us he convicts us of the wrong things many things we let go of many things we are able to overcome and now a testimony is because we choose we choose to believe in God we choose chose oh, I'm sorry <laughs> we chose to believe in God we chose to hold steadfastly to his word we chose to see the light in the darkness we chose to Um meditate on the word and speak the words to ourselves we chose to believe that the holy spirit will guide us out of that situation and he helped us out and many times because we are his children and when we are his children we have no choice but to let go of the things that are not of him because the holy spirit would, would intentionally let us let go of things i don't know if i shared this before but i talked about where i um used to listen to worldly songs a lot of times i even struggled to listen to gospel songs at one point of my life you know but now it's 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 just how it's just how it's a miracle as to how the holy spirit literally pushed he literally put me in a place of loving like literally being in love with christian songs i have no i have no Interest in the songs that are most of the songs that I used to listen to before are still on my phone They have refused to delete I don't know if it's because of the SD card or what issue but I've not found myself going back there and finding myself Being wanting to be enraptured in that rather I find myself in love every single day with the songs I Christian songs I have on my phone and I never get tired of them instead I have I Always feel the presence of God when I listen to them I'm always jumping dancing screaming singing it's amazing how where I was before and where I'm now so it's just by the power of the Holy Spirit so I'm so glad um, that God is working on in his children, you know, he keeps walking in us He keeps guiding us and he keeps leading us in the right path that because that is the father that he is He's a God of kindness. He's a God of joy. He's a God of his children. He would always come true for us He will give us the opportunity to overcome. So whatever I may be going you might be going through hold steadfastly to God Don't let go of his hand there is no other person that can give you the victory but Jesus. But the Holy Spirit. Nothing else. Don't listen to the lies that tell you that God doesn't love you. And if he loved you, you won't be here. And if he loved you, you will be able to overcome you'll be will have been um, um like magically out of the situation. But believe that, you know, he's working in you even in those moments. He's giving you a testimony. And choose to always speak the right words concerning yourself every time. Whatever your mind wants to tell you concerning yourself, change it with the word of God. Speak what the word says concerning you. It carries power. I think it's the reason why I believe I read in the Bible, and it's in the Bible that your words carry power and so when i when i when i read that scripture it's always been something that i say even when i pray and i'm speaking words i say my words carry power and so i speak these words because i'm making effective change just keep speaking don't stop talking it <laughs> keep believing in the lord and he will give you the testimony that your heart desires and um before we go into what i want to share um I just want to tell you that what we do as believers, preaching the gospel, is not to come out as somewhat um, extraordinary and perfect, better than every other person on this earth. But we are literally living in truth and we are literally believing and holding steadfastly to God every day. We are still growing. I am still growing. We are all still growing. You can look at the biggest person biggest preacher and have in your mind that he's also a human being like you and that's why we continuously pray for every believer in Christ. We continuously speak words for them and pray for sinners on unbelievers and unbelievers as well but remember to pray for Christians all around the world because you can never say this person is beyond making mistakes everybody is bound to make mistakes, and is bound to learn. So let us continue praying. Let us continue speaking the word. Let us continue talking about the gospel of Christ. Let us continue having the relationship and intimacy with God. Continuously believing. Even when he feels like he's silent, he's there. He's with you. He's watching you and he's guiding you. And God is for you. So we are not all perfect. We are not perfect. We are still growing. We still make many mistakes. We still learn. We're still trying to be better for Christ. And we, are, we can never be made perfect by our own abilities, but we are made perfect through Christ. So it is God that makes us perfect. He's building that perfection in us. So every day is a day to learn. Every day is a le- day to, to be guided by the Holy Spirit. So um this message this podcast might be a bit longer than the ones I have made before and I'm saying sorry in advance if I get emotional as I share. Um so I want to share about the love of God. I felt so strongly to share today. Um I went through stuff online and then I just I just wanted to share my podcast session. I'm so sorry that this podcast doesn't come up every not, mm, every week or sometimes it comes up once in a while but believe me um i'm trying to you know not just focus on the fact that oh i'm sharing a podcast i want to be popular but more like um i'm being led to speak on certain things and i have a strong feeling to share this so i'm trying to you know do that and i hope you understand what i mean i'm trying to share as i am led to she as I am drawn to you know so um, today I'll be sharing on the love of God the love of God (laughs) that is a very powerful word the love of God God's love I don't think we know many of us know how big how mighty the love of God is for us I don't think we can ever fathom how much it is for us how wholesome but we can only believe and imagine know as much as it gives us to know but the love of God wow it's it's amazing and I think this is a very underrated message you know people don't really talk much about it or they do they don't people don't really listen to it or believe it or you know I think people think when someone says God loves you it's just to make you feel better you know people believe it's just to make you feel like oh okay God loves me okay so what do I do after this word you know you Just feel like oh okay, he loves me, but where am I where am I right now? Or oh the church always says God loves us. The church of Christ always says God loves us. Oh yeah. No, God loves you. Believe it. Believe it because every word that comes out of the mouth, every word that you know proceeds out of the word of God is not in vain. If God says he loves you, he loves you. And so I'll be sharing some scriptures, and um, I just want us to just speak on these scriptures and really just think about them when we are done, when I'm done with this podcast. Just go back to it and really ask yourself, did I ever think, you know, in this light concerning the love of God? So I'll be sharing First Corinthians um Thirteen, verse 4 to 7 Um, okay so I just feel like I should let's just pray say a word of prayer before we go into this okay father and our God I just thank you for the opportunity to come in your presence to learn more about who you are I pray that every person that listens to this grabs whatever they are supposed to grab from this message and it blesses and impacts their heart as they listen Father, I thank you that each and every person that hears this will know and come to know about your love in-depthly for them. I pray that they will come to know that this love is not just for mere sayings or just mere mere patting on the back or stuff like that, but it's it's real. Your love is real. Your love is for them. Your love encompasses their hearts, their their mind, their, their being, and that you really, really love them for who they are. I pray that they will come to know your love. They will come to have encounters of your love. And they will feel your love even as they listen. The way you want them to feel it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so I'll just be sharing first Corinthians 13, verse 47. If we have a Bible, we could just open up to that scripture so that we could read through it. I'll be using the um, New Living Translation, that's the NLT version of the Bible. Okay, so it says, Okay, verse 4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice after about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So, um, if we have read the scripture, I believe we know all know that oh, this is where it means of how we are supposed to show love to every person around us because the Bible says this is what love is. But have you come to think that this is how God loves you? Have you come to think that maybe this love is for you, you know he is not he's patient with you he's kind he's not both he's not in a place where he um he's envies you or he's against you he's not irritable to you, he doesn't keep any record of you being making a mistake or being wronged he does not rejoice in your injustice, but he rejoices when the truth wins that is when. You do the right thing. When you decide to, you know, stand up for the truth, stand up for the right thing, he he rejoices. He's happy with you. He he he's he's glad about that. Um, Love never gives up. He has never given up on you. He still loves you. He still loves you. Calls you his beloved. He still says you're my child and I'm your father irrespective of the mistakes you have made, he says there's no condemnation from those who are in Christ Jesus. So he still holds you in his bosom. And he never loses faith in you. He never loses faith. It's like when a child is trying to walk, you know, the child is already losing faith, you know, and even when a child is trying to learn, you know, to go through school, you know, the first time they go to school, they are crying, they are sad, they don't want to go to school, they don't want to leave the family, they don't know where they're going to go into But the parents believe that this place is for them and the parents keep encouraging them even as they are making mistakes as they are reading as they're making mistakes in their tests in their assignments the parents still guides them and teaches them as i said even when a child is walking you make mistakes you fall you get up again you fall you know if not for the parents that keep encouraging the child and keeps you know angling the child on to move the child might not move you know But because of that encouragement, because of that love, the child doesn't lose faith. So God never loses faith in you. Irrespective of your mistakes, what you struggle with, he's still encouraging you. He's still giving you words. He's still sending messages to you to bring hope and light to your heart. He's still telling you you're my child. He still gives you his word, the word of God to guide you and to teach you. And so why would he hate you? Why would he lose faith in you? Don't ever think that God has lost faith in you. The Father that loves you more than you love yourself cannot lose faith in you. So he's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I mean, he um, He doesn't lose hope in you. And in every circumstance, as you endure, he, he's guiding you. I mean, I might not be saying it word for word as it's written here, but I want you to see in the sense that this is how God is for you. And, of course, this is the love we're supposed to show to, to ourselves and to the people around us, loving our neighbors as ourselves, you know, not being jealous to others, not being envious, looking at ourselves and hating ourselves, you know, we are envious and of another person. You know, we are supposed to love ourselves first because that's the only way we can love one another. But um, we, we are supposed to show, you know, love ourselves in the way that God loves us. You know, we are supposed to accept that he loves us so that we can show love. A person that is hurt can only bring forth hurt, you know. But when you're filled with love, you can only bring forth love. You can only spring out love. But I just want you to understand that maybe this is how God sees us too. He loves us. He carries us in his bosom and he calls us his own. He says, you're my child and and I, um, I love who you are for me. I'm encouraged by you. I'm sorry Heather, I'm encouraging you. I'm guiding you in the right path. don't feel um don't feel dismayed, don't feel anxious, don't feel like you are not you're not loved. you're my beloved. You know, I think it's so amazing how God can see us in this sense you know he 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 just literally is in love with the person. He has made us to be, and He doesn't judge us. He doesn't condemn us. He doesn't say, "Um, because you have made this mistake, depart from me." Even when our parents forsake us, uh, the people we thought should love us betray us. God is still there. Even when we decide to, you know, forget Him for a while, and go into other things, God is still there. That is, I don't think we can ever really understand that amazing love the love that goes beyond you know what you do counts you know you know some people say if you if you buy this for me and buy this for me I'll love you or I love you because you do this for me but God just loves us I mean he loves us as his creations and he doesn't say do this for me to love you for this love to count Anything you have to understand that anything we are doing you know as believers is not to end the love of God because we can never truly end his love, apart from the fact that there is nothing we can actually give to end the love of God, but there's the the fact that the love of God is already there, it can never be taken away from us, never be taken away from us and I will read other scriptures so we can get to see this. Never literally be taken away from us. So if anybody tells you, God does not love you, look at what you've done. He hates you. That is a lie. God can never hate you. Never. He can never look at you in hate. Of course, he can discipline you and and discipline you in love in the sense of teaching you his word so that you can grow. You know, you go to stuff and he's grooming you, training you, grooming you in love. You know, he's working on you. But he cannot hate you. He cannot say I hate you. God is a God of love. He's a God of light. He only brings light. He didn't, Jesus didn't come to die for the righteous. But he came to die for the sinners. In, sinners. And so God cannot hate you. Never in, his, in, in the Bible was it record, recorded that God said I hate hate you i don't believe there's any place in the bible that says god says said i hate this person and everything i've learned to see is everything i've seen you know most times what i see in especially in the old testament, many times it, it's whatever he does he does in, in an act of discipline it's never from a place of hating but more of a place of discipline and you know um of of guiding and discipline so um there's a much more deeper meaning to that but like just sharing generally God can never hate any of his children so I'll just share other scriptures um, still reading from the new living translation first John 4:18. First John 4 verse 18 um, here it says such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear if we are afraid it's fear for it's, it is for fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love we love each other because he loved us first so, from this scripture, you can see that there is no fear in love. There is literally no fear in love. There is no fear in the love of God. And when we're afraid, it's a place of um, fear for a point, for, like when you're afraid of a punishment is coming because you don't do this i'll explain broadly from like an experience i've had one time and i just thank god in even when i was struggling with that he still assured me through many means that i still like you can literally not do anything that will make me depart you from the love of god so then i would sometimes you know when you when you when, you, when, you, when one struggles with within the world or doing something that they are supposed to be doing you know listening to the word of god or listen to a message and you feel so like god hates me you know not more as his um there's a punishment coming or something happens and you feel like oh this punishment is justified i deserve it because i didn't do this and god is and god probably was angry with me so he made sure that i struck i had this punishment and i will not lie that one time i felt like that you know and I listened. I was on a group chat where we were on a Zoom meeting, and people were sharing too how they would go through things. They would depart from God and do some certain things, and then later on, when something happens, they'll believe that that was their punishment for what they did. So it was be like God is punishing them from departing from Him. So that is his punishment. <laughs> so the person that was um, hosting that message was talking about you know God's love so he was like when we feel this way we should understand that that is not God that God cannot punish us like that is just a a way of you know we are feeling guilt tripped we feel guilty of what we've done and so we think we deserve a punishment for what we've done there's a place of godly sorrow, yes when we make mistakes and we feel sorrowful towards them that is also the Holy Spirit guiding us back into the place of where we're supposed to be. So when we feel God disorder, we feel like we are departing, we are supposed to be guided back. But not when something bad happens to us and we think, oh, that is God's punishment for us. No. If, if you love your child and they make a mistake, would you want, would you, um, they make a mistake and something happens to them. Would you be happy? Something happens to them that hurts them. Would you be happy if that thing happened to them because they made a mistake with you? Or your sh- your child shouted at you, said some, some words to you they shouldn't have said, and they left in anger. And of course you are hurt. I'm just giving this as an example. Would you be happy if um something bad happened to that child because you feel they deserved what they got? Of course you won't be happy. When the child comes, you will feel sorry towards the child you will feel pain. you will feel hurt you will want to hold that child you will want to comfort that child especially if the child is in tears of course you won't say good for you this is what this is your your karma for what you did to me this morning i mean, i believe that all parents some parent many parents will not want that you know will not speak in that manner to their child even to your friends to your loved ones that you dearly love you won't be happy if something horrible happened to them Instead, you will hold them when they come to you. And when you see them in tears, you will sit beside them and you will comfort them. You won't say good for you. But rather, you say, it's okay. I know this hurts you, but it's okay. Don't feel like this. And if they say, oh, but this is my punishment for what I did, you will instantly, like, shun them and tell them that's not true. So why do we think God is different? Or, I mean... If we can love each other like that, we can love our friends, our family like that. Why do we think that God can not love us like that? God loves us so much more than that. Much, much more than that. So he's not a God of, you know, punishing you for mistakes you have done. I mean, if he says there's no condemnation, why would he go and punish you? Whatever people are going through is because of the choices they have made. But God is still so merciful that he brings them out of those, those mistakes they have made. He still brings them to himself. And he still convicts them of those mistakes. So that they can, when they feel sorrowful towards them, it's not him punishing them. So that they can know that this is wrong and I need to come back to the right path. So he doesn't punish you in a place of making something bad happen to you. He's not a God of that. He can never do that to you never the bible tells us that every time and his word says that and if you want so much assurance about this speak to him he's a god of complete and utter love so he cannot punish you for mistakes you think you are you have made and your punishment is is valid no that's not of god so that's what the scripture is saying there is no fear perfect love expels fear so when we are afraid, it's not of God, because God is love. God is a God of love. So when we, are, we feel like, oh, we are afraid of what we have done, and we are expecting a punishment, as I said, it's not of God. God is love. So God is a God of complete and utter love, and like he does not condemn you. Irrespective of what you have ever done in this your in this your life and what mistakes you are going to do because he knows the hairs on your head, he knows you before you know yourself, and he knows what your mistakes you're going to make. So if he knows all these things about you, why would he come and of course he cannot hate you. It gives him more time and more room to show more love to you so that you can overcome those things in his love. So he's not a god of hate. Or condemnation or punishing you but he's a discipline of course in love and he's a God of love God is love so I'll be reading um, another scripture Romans 8 verse 35 um, this scripture says uh, still the New Living Translation version Romans eight thirty-five: can anything ever separate us from the from Christ's love does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death as the scripture says for your sake we are killed every day we are being slaughtered like sheep no despite all these things overwhelming victories as through christ who loved us and i am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from god's love neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our love, our Lord. Wow. Mind blowing. I don't know if I'm just the one like feeling this mind-blowing stuff from this scripture like it is utterly amazing amazing and i believe this is why we we are encouraged to read the word of god so that we can know more of this not just to feel like we have checked listed a routine but more of like really like f- knowing these things for ourselves so that we can find this hope and this um co- and confidence in this love you know So I'm really happy that I'm able to read the scriptures and share this with you. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Like this scripture is so self-explanatory, don't you think? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Like literally nothing. Uh, uh, Whatever we do tomorrow, heaven, hell, angels, demons, nothing can separate us from the, the love of God. Nothing. Nothing that is revealed in Christ Jesus. I mean, it says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victories are as true Christ who loved us. How beautiful. So when we think our troubles is, is, is separating us from the love of God, or God doesn't love us when we go through certain things, and we're saying, God's love is not here. If his love is here, why am I going through this? God doesn't love me. If he loved me, why will I be here? Why, why would this situation be happening to me? God doesn't love me. That is you feeling like you're separated from the love of God. We've all reached that place in our lives. We've all gotten to a place in our lives where we feel like, where is this love? Is God really love? Does God really care for me? Does he see me? Does he hear me? Does he know me? Does he really see me? Am I just a nobody? I've come to tell you that God sees you every day. He's in awe of you. He's in. He loves you. If there's a better way to say that, I would have said it. But he loves you, utterly, incredibly, and so beautifully. And your troubles don't mean that God is not there. He's even in the midst of the in, of the storm. He's always in the midst. You know, in the midst of the storm, he calmed the storm, and so he's calming whatever it is you're going through. He's laying his mighty right hand and putting peace in your heart. And as the scripture said, No, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. You have an overwhelming victory right now. He's giving you the victory. And so God is in your midst. He's always there. In your waking, in your sleeping, in your slumbering, in everything you do, he's there with you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not nothing can separate you from Him. Everything we do for Christ, everything we do for the gospel of Christ is because we love Him. And everything He does for us is because He loves us. Not because we have earned it in a certain way than the other people. But because He loves us even as much as He loves the next person. But He's blessing us with this because Sometimes that is the set time for that thing to happen for many people. And so that is the set time. And when it happens, there is something that's supposed to follow. And so that is when the blessing comes. And many times, because he just loves us, he gives us his blessings and miracles and testimonies. And he gives us the grace to overcome. So when beautiful things happen to you, it's not because you somewhat did something to earn it but because God decided to because but because God loves you God loves you and so you he says you deserve it you can't earn his love you don't need to do anything to earn his love because he's already there that's the point you can't earn it because it's there there is nothing you can do to say i'm earning the love of God can money end his love no can being good to others end his love no can hating earn his love no can literally what can you actually do nothing but he just loves you there is nothing you can say or do or try and do that can make him love you any less and that is why the p- salvation is preached every day that is why he says love because he is love and love is the only way to conquer hate Doing good in the midst of evil is the only way to bring forth love and bring forth, you know, revival. Hate cannot conquer hate. Envy cannot conquer um, hate. Only love can. And so what we need to show in our society, what we need to show in our world is love. We need to show love. Just love. We need to be nice we can caution in love everything we should do should be in love if we preach if we're preaching the gospel we should do it in love we shouldn't do it from a place of disgust or irritation or eh let me just preach disgust let me just say this I mean you're angry with the person and you're just like we need to be united I think it's important that we also pray for the unity of the of the church too I just needed to say that out now. Unity of the church, unity, united in in in. Our, we have some several perspectives. We we have several things we believe in. You know, as believers, we 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 don't follow this. We don't follow. We need to unite in love. We need to unite together to to be able to 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 be who God has called us to be as a church. His presence is always with us. And so nothing can separate us from his love nothing can separate us from his love nothing and so if you've ever had a doubt in your heart know that that is of God and if you feel oh God loves me so um well I can keep singing then <laughs> that is totally and outrightly very wrong apart from being loved we need to show that we love him too we need to make him proud we need to be good you need, we need to follow his word not just because we have we, we gain eternal life or you know but because it's even good for us this world is not our home many things we 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 tend to find joy and, and we tend to want to do more than you know other things it's not good for us. It's their are fleshy desires, yes. But then when we think about it, it's not even good for our souls. It's not good for our spirit, man. So when we decide to abide in God and abide in the right things, we see that we make progress. We see that there's a light in us. We see that we are joyful. I mean, as I said, when I listen to Christian songs, I'm always joyful, I'm ablaze, I, I'm happy. Because it brings joy there is great joy in the presence of God and it is good for your soul it is good for your spirit man to always abide in joy when we speak the words when we read the word there is a renewal in our heart our spirit our, the power of our, the, our mind is like literally um. following suit as to what we are reading there is a contentment a satisfaction and you know joy and then Peace in our hearts concerning the word. And so are we doing that for God? We're doing it for ourselves. When we listen to messages that enrapture us and keep us at peace and, you know, keep us knowing the word. We're not doing that because, oh, we have checked a routine and God is happy with this. No, because we're doing it for ourselves. There is something it's doing to us. And so many things we feel somewhat happy to be in, they're not really for our, our souls they are not really for us, but they are fleshy desires. Many mistakes we make are the fleshy desires. But we can control those desires by the power of the, and the help of the Holy Spirit. We are not the first. Jesus con- Jesus was tempted, but he overcame. Many disciples were tempted. Many of our, our, our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through diverse things. But they're able to overcome, so it doesn't matter how little the temptation is. It doesn't matter how little it may be, but like, let's always try to, you know, overcome them. By the help of the Holy Spirit, let's let, listen to Him. Let's not desire to do something else and you know leave the other one, but like actually truly desire to be where He wants us to be. I'll be reading um, Ephesians three eighteen to nineteen. New living transition. Ephesians three verse eighteen to nineteen. Chapter three verse eighteen to nineteen. Um says, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Wow. This is this is amazing. I literally said something about not completely understanding this love, but I don't know if I said that, but like when I read this, it just says, though it is too great to understand fully. We can never really understand um how much god loves us but it says may you know how high how long how deep his love for you is may you experience the love of christ though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from god this is profound and i'm from this i will share an experience i've had recently just some few days back as i listened to um, a song i love li- I literally when i i listen to gospel songs i can stay listening to it for hours and i don't get tired i just think that <laughs> this is who i'm becoming and i just thank god for that i think that's just amazing so i can spend my whole super, several hours just enrapturing myself listening to them singing to them dancing jumping praying in tongues and you know just being there and i can stay there for three hours two hours and literally not getting tired if i play a song right now i don't think i can stay just for 20 minutes i said maybe i'm called to do something i i spend more than that just just listening to songs christian songs i think that that is what we need that is what we need for our hearts it brings joy it brings it brings apart from that you are you are hearing the word you are knowing who god is for you and the the songs give you peace you know tells you who god is for you so as i said i i was listening to a particular song i've always had the song on my phone but like for some reason as i listened to that particular song it's it's called good and loved by travis green ft um feet um that's E-F-E-A-T, Stephanie. Red Fit, I think, means along with Stephanie Gretzinger. I don't know if you know Stephanie Gretzinger. She's an amazing woman of Christ, you know, as, as well as Travis Green. So um, that song was amazing. It was beautiful. And I always knew it was beautiful. But as I listened to that song, I, as I kept singing and singing, I could literally feel that love. I don't know how, but I was feeling it so deeply. I could feel it and I couldn't contain it I was almost moved to tears but I was screaming I kept screaming and screaming and screaming and I I fell to my knees the love was so much I could feel it the song just keeps talking about I am good you are loved I am good you are loved it just keep saying that God loves you you are good you are loved And you no know, apart from that it keeps speaking words like the song is amazing I, I believe I definitely recommend I was in utter bliss I could feel it even in that moment I could feel it and I couldn't contain it it was amazing it was absolutely amazing my goodness we do not know that God loves us so deeply he loves us oh and how wrong it is to run away from him and To depart from Him and find joy in something, you know, find ourselves saying, Oh, I'd rather be this than be a believer or to know God. No. God loves you. Why not accept this love He has for you? Why not accept this love? Why not accept this love? Why not hold it in your hands and say, I accept this love and I choose to, to walk in this love. I choose to be with you. I choose to hold your hand. I choose to run to you. He's the only he's the only father. He's the only one that would, would, would literally consume us in a hug. When we run to him. He doesn't push us aside. He doesn't say, depart from me. He loves us completely. And so it was just amazing how much I felt as I listened to that song. It was completely amazing. Like... I don't have the words to explain how amazing that feeling was, but it was beautiful, and I can I've tried to explain it the way I think, because, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a, a very amazing experience. Um, I'll just be sharing the last scripture. I'm so sorry if this is quite long. I've never done something as long as this, but I just feel like I need to explain this completely, very well, say as it should be said. So that um, we can completely understand this. And I know that this word is for as many as people as, as many as you are that are listening to it. I know that this word is for you. Because I know, I know that as I have been led to say this, it wasn't just for granted. So I know it's for you. So I'm reading First John 3 verse 1. New Living Translation. First John chapter 3 verse 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. So, um, yes, you already got children. This This is our father's love. He says we are his children. And as he said, people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. It's not that God doesn't love them. They just don't know that he loves him. Can you imagine how deep that is? It's not that God doesn't love them. They just don't know that he loves them. So how can they know they are God's children if they don't know him? How can they know God's love for them if they don't know him? It's not that he doesn't love those ones, but they don't know know that he loves them. They don't know him, so they cannot accept that love. They cannot literally know that God loves them. So it's never that they are not his children. It's just that. They don't know him and if we don't know somebody it's like somebody telling you oh this person is an amazing person ah I've been with this person this person is this one this person gave me this money of course you'd be like "Eh, really but <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm using my 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 dialect in my country so but really you mean you mean that but of course you will never know that for yourself it's just a hearsay kind of but until you really get to meet the person and talk with the person and the person does exactly what he did for the next person and you're like i'm amazed this person is truly a good person he gave me this too he showed me this too he's he's an amazing person as you said so that's the only way one can get to know when you really come you want to know when you really decide to sit beside, you know, when you really decide to want to know your father, you seek him, you will get to know him. But if you're fine with hearsays, then it's nobody's fault if you don't know the love of God. If you're fine with um, just listening to messages but not really wanting to be in his presence, or truly asking him, you know, truly speaking with him, praying to him, reading the word, then it's nobody's fault if you don't know him, you don't know this love he has for you. It's more or less your fault. Because God will always love you, but it's not your, his fault if you don't know that he loves you. Because his word says that, he literally says that every day. So it's until you seek him that you will get to know all these things and more. That you get to have encounters with him and more until you truly want to be in his presence that is when you will grow but if you're fine with hearsays hearing it from this person and hearing it from that person oh it's nobody's fault it's not God's fault we need to we need to know that sometimes the choices people make is the reason why they are where they are and God in his message is always able to help us overcome those things And help his children. Because he loves us. And so it's not his fault. When something happens. But you have to understand that. You need to trust him. You need to trust him. You need to say this love is for me. I choose to live in this love. I choose to believe in this love. I choose to trust my father. I choose to trust that he loves me. And that way, he will know greatly, abundantly. You will have encounters. That's how we grow. We believe, and then we receive. We choose to believe I mean if we are able to believe in other things why can't we believe in the love of God for us why can't we and so I'm sure so sure that this was um, <laughs> a long one for many of you that have stayed to the end and I I thank you for that I thank God for h- how much he has opened your heart to receive and um, I might never do something as long as this again but I hope this blesses you as I always say and, and speaks to your heart. And even as you read the word, even for me, I believe I was blessed. I was completely blessed. So um, I hope it also has been a blessing to stay till the end of this podcast for you. And I pray that he continuously gives you encounters of his love and you continuously grow in his love. I love you as a Brothers and sisters in Christ, as whoever you may be, I choose to love you. I choose to say I love you. And I pray that you know that your God loves you every day. And I pray that many of you that haven't received him, truly receive him. And truly like accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. And learn to grow in the beauty of his ways and his wisdom and his knowledge in his word God continuously bless you guide you give you peace give you joy give you everything that you, that he desires to up- put in your heart and put in your life and that of your family may he continue to be for you and never against you may you continue to be who he has called you to be living your purpose in, in Christ Have a wonderful day, week, and various whatever ahead. I wish you and I pray for you that you continue to grow in the knowledge of Christ always. And let's keep praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's keep praying for the church. It's important. Until the next podcast, bye!